0: Around the world and here at home, bringing relief, hope, and the life changing message of Jesus. You're listening to the Mize Missions Podcast with Terry Mize. Hello, everybody, and welcome today to Terry Mize Ministries Podcast. We are so glad you're here. Terry and I are going to be sharing with you some good things and fresh manna that we know the Holy Spirit would have for you to enjoy and then also be challenged by. The things from the Word of God. Uh, Darna, we're going to talk about some good stuff today. So uh, we're going to just share with the people. So here you are. What would you like to say?
1: Well, absolutely. Well, Happy New Year. We're excited yeah, about what amen. God's doing. And if we're going to share good news today, that means we're going to the Word of God. That's right. The Word of God. Jesus said, Father, thy word is truth. Truth. T-R-U-T-H, truth. T-R-U-T-H, truth. Not just truth. That's right. You know, I, I have been making that statement probably every time I get in the pulpit for <laughs> Uh, Well, back since the 80s, however long that's been, quite a few decades, I'll stand up and tell the congregation, uh, say this with me, I know God is good. And I know his word is truth. And so a lot of my friends have heard me say that over years and years and years. So when they introduce me at conventions or camp meetings or churches or conferences or whatever, a lot of them will say, it's just like Terry Miles says, I know God is good and I know his word is true. Well, actually, Renee, I've never in my life said that God's word is true. true. Jesus didn't say God's word is true. Jesus said God's word is truth. truth. And there's a vast difference yes, between true and truth. Mm-hmm. You know, it may be true the devil's picking on you. It may be, <laughs> it may be true that you've got a symptom oh, you're my. dealing with in your body. It may yeah. be true right. that uh, that you've received a prognosis or diagnosis from a doctor that's not too good. It may be true that you've received an ultimatum or declaration from a family member or, or an employer or the government. I mean, all those right. things may be right. true. They may just be a fact. Yeah,
0: that's the fact. Right. But
1: Jesus said that the Word of God is absolute truth. Now, I know we're living in America today where we don't believe in absolute truth anymore. Yeah. But this missionary right. still believes in absolute truth. And so right. you can take that thing that's just true just a fact and you can go into the truth of the word of God and you can slam that thing up against that thing that's just true, that's just a fact and change it to where it's not true anymore and where it's no longer a fact because truth is the only thing that trumps true and truth is the only thing that can change facts. Whatever may be a fact in your life that the devil's saying and doing, you can take the truth of the word of God and slap it up against his head and change it to where it's not a fact anymore. It's not true anymore because Jesus said, Father, thy word Is truth.
0: And that's the vast difference between Christianity and a lot of other psychological things that the world may teach, or others may talk about mind over matter. Sure. This is not just talking about something that we wish would happen, we're talking about the DNA of the Word of God itself to literally create another dynamic in your life which is just exactly how god created the world he said let there be
1: let there be and there was yes verse 3 and you go to genesis 1 you find verse 3 verse 6 verse 9 verse 12 verse 14 verse 20 it says <laughs> and god said that's and right it was go so. mark
0: that in your bible and and that's the big deal you know and you've taught that so much us say that again darling about verse 3 verse 6
1: yeah, verse 9, verse verse uh, uh, 12, verse 14, verse 20 says, And God, God said, said, whenever he wanted to create the sun, the moon, the stars, God said. We wanted to create the animals, God said. We wanted to create the, the, the fig tree that, that, that 2,000 years later right. Jesus decided to curse. Right. And he used the same thing. He used that spoken word of God. God said, tree bee. And Jesus said, "Tree, no man eat fruit of thee hereafter forever." Right. And so the same wow. power, which was the right. Word of God that brought the tree into existence, right. also took the tree out of existence. The Word of God.
0: That's right. Mark four <clears throat> is one of those times when Jesus, uh, when Jesus was, uh, no, Mark eleven. I'm sorry. When Jesus was talking about cursing that fig tree, and he was, he went in there and just spoke to that tree. And the disciples were were so shocked that what he said literally came to pass in front of them, just like the blind eyes had been opened and the deaf ears had been opened. Yeah.
1: They were just walking along the way to church one morning, and and, and all of a sudden the boss starts talking to a tree. And you know, I'm sure they thought that was a really weird thing. The boss is talking to a tree, but but the the thing is, the next day when they passed by that same tree, it was dead. It was dead, and they said, "Hey, wow, look at <laughs> here! What something a wonderful something place. happened when the boss yes. talked to that tree yesterday. We thought he was weird, but but what happened was that tree's now dead. And it says, Peter, I believe it's verse uh, Mark eleven twenty, what twenty?
0: Right. Uh, verse 21. nineteen,
1: yeah. uh Peter it said, And Peter calling, calling to his, to his remembrance, remembrance saith, Master, behold, and look, the tree you cursed is withered away. And uh, Jesus said, Have faith in God. Well of course it is. Well duh. Well certainly. <laughs> well what'd you expect? Well yeah, it was dead yesterday when I talked to it. That's right. Because Jesus was there in the first place and over there in Genesis one when God said Tree be. True. Fig tree be. And it was so. And so Jesus didn't think it was weird to take the tree out. Mm-hmm. With the Word of God because He is there when the tree got brought in from the <laughs> Word
0: of God. Well, and that's some of those things you're talking about too about the absolutes of the Word of God. One of our heroes, T.L. Osborne, said in his great book, Healing the Sick, that the Word of God has within its DNA, every word of the Word of God has within its DNA the ability to create. What it has promised, when it is believed and acted upon. So God literally, well, inv- God literally invites us to say what His Word says so that we can have what His Word That's says. That's why He said
1: His Word's life.
0: That's right.
1: You know, His Word is life. Simple, in fact, in fact, the scripture so says that the power of life and death is in the exactly. tongue. In the tongue. Everything we speak is going to be either life or it's going to be mm-hmm. death. We're going to speak words of life. We're going to speak words of death. That's right. But Jesus understood that better than anybody. And That's he understood right. that really and truly every word he said was either life or it was death. Right. And so when he spoke to devils or when he spoke to disease or spoke to sickness, or he spoke to that tree. And mm-hmm. he was speaking words that they were going to drive them out, drive them up and get rid of them. And yet, whenever he spoke words of life, and he said, "Rise up and take up your bed and walk,"
0: mm. or, he, or he said, Wonderful. "Go show yourself yeah. to the
1: priest," or he said, "Go <laughs> go wash in the pool of Siloam," uh, then he then he was speaking words of life to those guys on the cross. He said to the thief, "This day you will be with me in paradise." Wow. He he was speaking words of life as opposed to words of death. But then went whenever he needed to speak words of death, he turned it around and said, and said, "No man eat fruit of thee hereafter forever." Right. You know, Renee, right. you said a while ago something about mind over matter. Uh, you know, we've been preaching this what we call the word of faith. I don't know why we call it that. To me, uh, it's just believing the Bible. But right. ever since I've been preaching it since the '60s, and uh, and then since the I guess the, you could say a movement started in the '70s. I hate to say it as a movement because to me it's just believing the word of God. Right. right. But uh, people have always said, "Oh, you guys are just talking to, uh, just talking mind over matter." And and I've always said this. I said, "No, no, I've no, no. It's accusation. not. It's yeah. not mind over matter. It's the word of God yeah. over matter." Right. What we're doing is speaking the word of god over some animate or inanimate object
0: exactly you know what i
1: mean if it's a snake about to bite you you speak the word of god if it's a fig tree that's not producing for you you speak the word of god whether it's an animate object an inanimate right. object right. whether it's a demon spirit whether it's a broken bone right. no matter what it is we we're not just talking off the top of our head right we're ta- we're going into the Word of God and finding what right. God said, finding Those words of life, yeah. and we're speaking that. And so when we speak, we're not talking about mind over matter. We're right. not thinking this thing through. No. Mm. We're not think. Jesus didn't think to the fig tree. He didn't think to the blind man. He didn't think <laughs> to right. the dead man. That's he right. spoke to them. And so what we're doing is speaking the Word of God. So we're talking about not mind over matter, but exactly. the Word of God over matter
0: well and that's the that's the marvelous aspect of number 1 being created in the image of god we have mouths, and therefore we speak, Absolutely. and we can speak the word of God. And then Jesus showed in His ministry, Terry, over and over. It's like He spoke to so many things. He spoke to the winds and the waves, sure. you know. He He spoke to, and they uh, obeyed Him. The, the what?
1: And they obeyed Him.
0: And they obeyed Him. And then He spoke also to all different things. He spoke to to pigs, you know. To what he spoke to demon spirits and, yes, and, yes. Going and to the pigs, and they obeyed Him. And they obeyed Him. And they went into the pigs. He spoke and to they, dead people. He There were so many things that he showed the variety. You know, all
1: three people Jesus raised from the dead in the Bible. He spoke to him.
0: Right.
1: When Lazarus had been dead for four days, and Jesus spoke to him, he's already he's already wrapped up, put in the tomb. The rock's there, buried. (laughs) it's over and out. And Jesus spoke to him and said, Lazarus, come forth. He spoke to him. That's right. And then Mark chapter five, uh, Jairus' daughter. Uh, was dead, and Jesus went in and took her by the hand and said, Talitha which being interpreted as damsel, I say unto thee, arise, and she right. got up. He spoke to her. The widow's son from Nain, the widow from Nain, her son died, and she is on her way to bury him. And so here Jesus and the disciples were walking, and they came across this, fu- this funeral procession f- coming up to, to them. And so a procession of life passed a procession of death. Right. And Jesus just looked up at that dead boy on that funeral uh, procession and said, young man, I say unto thee, arise. And he got up, and Jesus ruined the funeral. Because right. he spoke to the dead boy, so he spoke to all the people he raised from the dead. He spoke, like you said, to the wind and the waves. He spoke to the fig tree. He spoke to the to the demons. He spoke to the devil. Uh, I remember one time he healed a mute man, and he said to him, "He said the the string of your tongue be loosed." Right. You know, he spoke to him. He spoke to that exactly. that that spirit to to that to that string of his tongue. So that's what we're talking about is the word of God over matter, not mind over matter. No, not, this right. isn't a mental thing. It's taking the word of God and applying it just like God did, just like Jesus did, just like Elijah did, just like Elisha did, just like every, every, every Bible hero
0: did. Well, and that's, the, that's really the, the crux of the matter. You, you referred to the word of faith concept. In Romans chapter 10, it's, it gives us really the formula for how to have what you say how to speak a word of faith, and it is believing in the heart and speaking out of the mouth, and then you have what you say. So God invites us to engage in the principle of having what you say. And if we will do that from the example being laid down immediately in the Bible of Genesis 1 Mm -hmm. and then following all that through into the very, uh, all through the Old Testament, into the ministry of Jesus and into the early church, that we will forever live in an environment of having what we say. So it's important for the church And each individual believer to take these concepts from the Word of God, the principles, the examples, the formula from the Word of God, as you look at, you pointed out in so many of those situations in the ministry of Jesus where he literally spoke two things. And, the, and if every individual Christian will begin to practice that in their personal life. Every day, speaking to your body, speaking to your finances, speaking uh life to your children and family and marriage and all of these things, realizing that you're going to have what you say.
1: Absolutely. And everything you speak is going to be either life or death. Exactly. So why not speak life? It's <laughs> like so <if> the Word <laughs> tells right. us, I've set before you this day, blessing, blessing and cursing, cursing, life and life death. And death. <laughs> Yeah, give you an inside tip. Choose life. <laughs> that's choose life, and that's
0: Deuteronomy chapter thirty. Isn't that right? Thirty Deuteronomy, where Jesus said, "I set before you this day, life and death, blessing and cursing. Therefore, choose life." And the concept, He not only
1: tells you that he sets it before you; he gives you an inside tip right. on which one to choose, right? Which one to pick?
0: And and the fact that I find so absolutely thrilling is that God gave that principle to the children of Israel. In Deuteronomy, and then comes, Paul comes along in Romans chapter 10 and repeats it again and says, that's exactly how we need to be living life, which is something the children of Israel sure. never did. He, he said, they Romans never chapter did.
1: 10, the, the, yeah. the, the word of faith speaks on this wise. Right. You know, the word of faith which we preach.
0: And God was so disappointed in the children of Israel that they never learned the fact that the power of where they were going and where they had been and how they needed to overcome it was going to be out of their own mouth. And oh, absolutely. He, and he was so disappointed that they never learned to speak the solution. They always reported the problem. <laughs>
1: sure, and, and and they spoke life or they spoke death whenever right. God led them into the out of captivity into Egypt and led them into the promised land right. they got right up to the Jordan River and God said okay now go over this Jordan but, but, but Numbers chapter 13 tells us this right, story right. and uh, Moses sent out the spies the spies came back and and uh, 10 of them said uh we we can't do it we can't take the land there's giants there and they'll eat us up and two of them Joshua and Caleb said hey we can take it those bad guys are, are, are their defenses departed right. from them they're right. bred for us we'll eat them up and the other said no we're as grasshoppers on our own side I we, we we look in the mirror and we see grasshopper. Right. I've always said it wasn't the giants that beat them it was the grasshoppers. No, that beat that's them. right. That's but they right. spoke death. They said God brought us out here to die in the wilderness. Our wives are going to die. Our kids are going to die. My, my, and God my. got so upset about that, He said, He said, as you've spoken it in my ears, well, so be it unto you. You said your wives and kids were going to die. Therefore, that's exactly they what's going to happen. Their
0: own doom. Sure, they what did. They and the so home. He
1: said, you took forty days to search out the land to see if I was a liar or not. He said, so now. <laughs> It's going to cost you That's a day right. for a year, a year for a day. You're going to wander in the wilderness for 40 years. And uh, you wander around until everybody over 21 years old dies. And wow. then I'll bring the rest of you back and get in, get into the promised land. But they spoke, they sealed their own faith. They spoke they their really own did. doom. And God said, as you have spoken it in my ears, so be it unto you. You know, Joshua spoke in chapter in chapter ten of Joshua when we found that five enemy kings brought their five enemy armies against Joshua and the children of Israel. So you had five armies fighting against one army. And uh, Joshua didn't want the battle to end. Of course, he had the angels helping him. The angels, the Bible tells us, are up there throwing hailstones at the bad guys. And in fact, it says in Joshua 10, (laughs) it says that more enemy died from the hailstones Hailstones. than died in the battle. But anyway, Joshua was winning this battle and uh, didn't want it to stop. And so he did something totally unprecedented. It was getting dark and he didn't want to stop and go to bed and start the battle tomorrow. And so he just spoke to the sun. He spoke to time, and he said, "Son, hold your place over Gibeon, and thou, moon, over the valley of Aijalon." And the Bible says that time stood still for a whole day, and they finished the battle and beat the other enemy enemies and came out victorious.
0: That's absolutely stunning that God would show that principle all through the Old Testament well, of speaking and, and then show you how it works and show you it how works. it doesn't, doesn't work. Doesn't work. Doesn't work. And you know what I
1: like about the Bible, well, right darling. I? You know, I travel all over the nations, and I've I've been to the false religions of the world. Right, I've seen right. the false gods of the world. I've seen the false prophets of the world and um, the false holy books of the world. Every religion has their holy book, and just right. like we have our holy book. Right. But the difference is, is that our religion, our Christianity. Right. Our holy book not only tells of our heroes' victories, Mm. but of their failures.
0: Yes, it does. Other holy (laughs) books
1: don't do that. They just say, oh, no, our guy was tops and never missed it. No, God shows us where David missed it. Right. God shows us where Samson missed it. God shows us where Saul missed it. God shows us where Gehazi missed it. Mm -hmm. God shows us... If somebody missed it, he shows us why they missed it. Right. And if somebody won, he shows us why they, won. why they won. And it always, well, always, I'd have to go back and search everything in the Bible to, to make, say always. But mm-hmm. most of the time, it comes down to what they said.
0: The yeah, very last right.
1: words out of Samson's mouth, he said, let me die with the Philistines in the book of Judges. And what happened to him? He died with the Philistines. He didn't have to die with the Philistines, no. but the last words that came out of the man's mouth was, let me die with the Philistines.
0: That's just so astounding that that God puts all that in there. You and I have talked a lot about Psalm uh, 78 and then Hebrews 3 and 4, where God tells Even in the New Testament, he said they saw my works for forty years. Mm -hmm. He said they saw me do what I had not done for other people. I did. He said they saw my works, and he said, "Yet they would not believe." He said it was bad enough they wouldn't believe me. Whom they couldn't see, he said. But it was even worse that they wouldn't believe Moses, whom they could see. Oh, he said. So I left their bones to rot in the wilderness. Yes, right. He said. Therefore, he said, don't have a wicked heart of unbelief. Mm-hmm. He said, but have a believing heart and trust me. Yeah, he, and that's what he talks they could about. They not enter in because of unbelief. unbelief. and that's where he talks about the people of God. There remains a rest unto the people of God. God wants us to rest in the fact that He told us the truth and that we could believe what he said and then have what we say and live by that principle. It it brings such peace and such rest in the human heart to know that if we say a thing and we say according to the word of God, that we can rest in that fact.
1: Well, see, that's the whole key right there that right. we say something according to the word of God. Word of God. People hear uh, me preach. They hear you preach. They hear Kenneth Copeland preach. They heard Brother Hagen preach. They hear, preach, they hear mm-hmm. all of us that they call word of faith preachers. Mm-hmm. And they hear us preach on what we're, what, what usually is, Classified as confession, or right. <laughs> or or that you speak the word, right. uh, and, and they miss the whole point because then they think they can just go speak anything they want right. to. We don't just make up our own stuff. No, it's not a we don't just speak something confession. we want to yeah. speak. It's I don't just stand up. I just speaking. don't stand up and declare who's going to win the Super Bowl.
0: Right. <laughs> you
1: know. Uh, but, but but we go find what the Bible says, right. what the Word says right. about something, and then that's our basis or our anchor of faith. You know, one of my newest f- series out right. is called Faith Anchor faith because anchor. you have so faith good. doesn't have a basis to operate on. Right. Miracles don't have a basis to operate on right. unless there's they're anchored somewhere that gives them their substance. We've got to go back and say, Why did I say what I said? Right. Why do I believe what I believe? Did I just make that up? Mm-hmm. Did grandma just make that up? No, Jesus said it, or God said it, or the Apostle Paul said it. Somewhere we got it from the Word of God, mm-hmm. if, which is where we're anchored to. That's what Jesus did when Satan came to tempt him in Matthew chapter four. Jesus didn't just make up his own stuff. No, that's right. He went back to Deuteronomy and grabbed him the scriptures that he was anchored to and the devil said hey you're hungry you hadn't eaten for 40 days so so you're the son of god make these stones turn into bread and feed yourself and jesus instead of pondering that and thinking about that and thinking well i am hungry Well, I am the son of God. Well, I guess I could turn this bread, (laughs) these stones into bread. No, no, he was anchored back to Deuteronomy. And so he went back over there to Deuteronomy and he said what Deuteronomy says. He said, no, it is written. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. That's where he got his faith from was what was written. He didn't just make it up on the spot. We don't just make it up on the spot. No, that's right. Exactly. Uh, Jonah didn't, or or, excuse me, Joshua didn't just make it up on the spot. Moses didn't just make it up on the spot. And when they did, they missed it. Right. You know, God told, whenever the children of Israel at one point needed water desperately and they didn't have any water, Mm -hmm. God said to Moses, he said, hey, take your staff and hit that rock over there. And so Moses took the staff and hit the rock and water came out. Well, that wasn't God's best. Why he told him to hit it, I'm not even sure, because the next time they needed water, God said to him, hey, see that rock over there? Go speak to it.
0: Mm, That's the difference. Go
1: speak to to it. Go talk to that rock, and it'll provide water for you. Well, that was God's plan. That was God's purpose. That's how God operated. Right. Right. But Moses didn't do that. He thought, No, last time I hit it. Yeah. (laughs) So I'm gonna hit it this time. We get stuck in tradition. Well, this is what I did last time. So I'll do it again this (laughs) time. And when he did, Renee, it absolutely cost him going into the promised land. He went over there and 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 hit that rock instead of speaking to it. And And he disobeyed God when he did, and it it violated him receiving some principles and some promises of God.
0: David said, I think there in Psalm 119, one of those great verses there in that longest chapter in the Bible, um, I, thy word have I hid in my heart that yes, I might, might not, not sin against, against thee. And I would encourage all of you, regardless of what situation you're in today, up or down, high or low, right or wrong, to begin to store up the word of God. I know my, I spent a lot of years with my grandmother canning, and, and the women in my family, they can the food so we'd have it in the winter. And I want to encourage you to store up, stock up, can the Word of God, put it down in your heart before you ever need it so that you don't get to a crisis in life, to a situation where you don't know what to do, and then the temptations of life come, and you start trying to process it mentally. And then, like you said, thinking about how to answer and the conversation with the devil and, and unbelievable believing thoughts, and, and you don't just speak out of your mouth what the Word of God says. Because the longer you think about something, sometimes the more the enemy has time to bring wrong people across your path to discuss it with you. You process it. You think about it too much instead of just immediately saying faith words out of your mouth yeah, about a situation. The speak, the speak the Word. And it is amazing. When Paul you,
1: said to Timothy, preach the Word, son. Preach, yeah, the, preach word. the Word. In You're going to stand up out. in that pulpit and you, got, <laughs> you want to say something. Preach the Word.
0: Yeah. Don't just tell people what you thought or a current events topic, or something along. See, Jesus that line.
1: said, "Out of the abundance of your heart." Your mouth. Your mouth speaks. Whatever's in your heart, in abundance, oh, right. in abundance. Come, squirts out your mouth under pressure.
0: Yeah, you're like a sponge. So and if you've been putting you, the, the, the devil word in squeezes there. You.
1: And then you get, you get squashed or squeezed or under pressure, the word's gonna squirt out. If you hadn't been putting the word in there, something else is in your heart in abundance, then, then you hit your nail with a hammer, uh, your fingernail (laughs) with a hammer and the wrong nail, then that's what's gonna squirt out. Your mouth is whatever is in your heart in abundance. Those are all spiritual laws that God set up in the Old Testament, Jesus reestablished in the New Testament, Paul followed along that, every hero in the Bible did it.
0: Well, and I I remember even a young woman in my early 20s learning some things about faith. Jerry and Carolyn Zavell handed me a cassette of Brother Kenneth Hagin's on sure. You Can Have What You Say. You Can say. Have
1: What You Say. And you
0: know, I've been raised Pentecostal. I'd, I'd graduated after going to Bible college, worked my way through school for three years, and nobody had ever taught me I could have what I say. Sure. And when I heard that little cassette tape of Brother Kenneth Hagin back in the early 70s teaching on You Can Have What You Say, it changed my life forever. Oh, absolutely. And it gave me a platform to speak with authority, not out of, not out of the lust of your flesh, and not out of an arrogant uh, concept so, uh, to get people to look at me, what I can do, but it was really to speak into the regions of hell and take back what belonged to me and then speak to things in my life that my family would need and then speak on behalf of a lost and dying world like you've taught out of Proverbs 30. Speak up for those that don't have anybody to speak for them. Speak up for for those that are poor and the widows and the orphans and people that don't have anybody to speak for them. And we can speak in prayer. We can speak in intercession. We can speak one-on-one, face-to-face, life giving words, and we can speak in defense of the gospel. Like Paul said, he was out every day in defense of the gospel.
1: Absolutely. We've got to wrap this up. We've been going here for 23, 24 minutes. But uh, I'm thinking of of Mark chapter 4 when Jesus said, hey, let's get in the boat and go to the other side. Mm -hmm. And he just went to sleep and the the storm came up and uh, they woke him up because they are scared they were going to drown. They were were seriously scared. And uh, he got up and rebuked the wind and the the waves and they obeyed him, as we said earlier. But then he turned to the disciples and said, "Uh, why didn't you do that?
0: Right. Why didn't you do that?
1: He said, where, he said, "Where? where is your faith?
0: Yeah, equal opportunity speaking. Yeah.
1: In fact, in, in Luke's gospel, when he tells us this same story, he said, how is it you, you have, have no, no faith?
0: faith? How is it? How is what it? What happened?
1: How is that, Peter? How is that, man? Have you, how, how is yeah. it you've been walking around You're with me be all be this a, time and yeah, you don't have any faith?
0: and you still can't figure well, why this out. Why didn't
1: you guys do that? <laughs> and see, that's what he's still thinking about us today. He said, exactly. hey, 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 why don't you speak? Right. Hey, hey, why don't you speak the word? Why didn't you word? say that sooner? Hey, hey, go ahead and say the word. And right. when we get in these crisis situations, heaven's standing there pulling for us saying, say this, yeah. say this, right. say this. And we, we end up saying something else. Right. And heaven just kind of scratches his head and says, uh, how is it? How is it you <laughs> well, have like, no it, It's like James Why chapter one says,
0: we deceive our own heart. Yeah. We end up saying, our heart believes it. True. But we didn't discipline the mouth to say it. Yeah, yeah, and that's James the problem. So yeah. anyway, we we want to invite you to. Yeah, he he uh, says,
1: this, he said, "If any man among you seems to be religious, yeah, and bridle[s] not, not his, his, his own tongue, 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 thereby deceiving, deceiving his, his, his own heart." heart then that man's religion is in vain. Or don't let that man think he's going to get what he's believing for. If you let your mouth go running off out here, deceiving your heart, which knows the word of God. You should have had your mouth agree with your heart instead of trying to make your heart agree with your mouth
0: well it's like Jesus said in his ministry too he said to the Pharisees he said all oh, you preachers that think you know the scriptures but you still don't even know God that's in right. other words you don't have you have the information but you don't have the ability to speak it as though you were and know God Absolutely. and so that's what we want to talk to you about but uh, Terry's going to close out here just a moment but i do want to remind you that you can uh, go online to terrymize.com and you can uh, get hold of the podcast and any information our website and everything out there is available to you And we're going to be on here every single week talking to you about the good things every the Wednesday, Word of the God. Every
1: Wednesday, we're putting up a new podcast. And every Wednesday, we're trying to share something with you. We're just That's sitting right. around the table, or sometimes we're on the road, not, not even able to be at home. <laughs> That's right. And just sitting around the table with our Bible and some coffee and talking Thank about God. the things Thank of God. God. But terrymice.com. Uh, go there, and you can you can go find the archived ones. You know, we've only been doing this, doing this two or three months on our on our podcast. Maybe not quite three, but every Wednesday there's a new one. So you can go back and look at the old ones that are archived and pull up some tremendous, tremendous. That's things. right. And so uh, we love you. We're for you. You're more than Congress. We want to help you. And uh, we're excited about doing these podcasts, and we're excited about the tremendous reports and praise reports and and the the input we're getting back from you. And so uh, we appreciate you. We love you. God bless you.
0: Amen. Bye-bye. You've been listening to Amai's Missions Podcast.